0: I've told couples, as I've done premarital counseling with them throughout the years, that I've found there's really three major areas that couples have fights or have struggles with in, in marriage. Three kind of all in big, big picture areas where i found couples fight, and it's important to get on the same page. One is, one is family, and by family, I don't just mean the type of family that you plan on raising together, but well, your mom did it this way, and your mom did it this way. What will we do? You know, and so figuring, navigating those waters of what your mama and your daddy used to do and how, how you navigate those waters. That's always one thing, is that family of origin situation. The other is faith. It's very important for couples to be on the same page with faith, that faith is not a priority. It is one of those things that's easy to push off to the side. So, faith is another thing that's important for couples to be on the same page about. But, but probably the main one, even more than those two, um, is finances. I call them the three F's, finances. Because finances are often difficult for couples to come on the same page about because there's so many cool things out there to buy. So, I mean, I mean there's so many. I mean, there's, there's like drones now that like can shoot lasers. Come on, that's awesome. Who doesn't like that? I mean, remote control things that can do all kind of crazy stuff. Who doesn't want that? That's amazing. So, as you can tell in our family, I'm the spender and Holly's the saver. It's the way it works. When I was in the Delta, they used to pick at me because uh, they said I couldn't go outside in the rain on a day like today because uh, this is back in the early 2000s. Y'all remember those little handheld, um, like Palm Pilot things they used to have back in the day? Well, I had, a, I had a, a Microsoft version of that called a compact iPack. So I had my little handheld computer on my belt, and then I had my keyboard for my handheld computer on my belt. Then I had, I had my phone on my belt. And I had my beeper on my belt. Yo, know, I was cool. I mean, I was cool. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I couldn't walk outside in the rain or I'd get electrocuted. You know, that was, a pro- that was a problem with that. But so I've always liked to buy cool things, but probably my coup de grace. My greatest cool purchase I ever bought was um, I had this coffee maker once. I went through a season where I probably bought a new coffee pot every year, I'd say, at least for like a decade, I'd say. So I just got lazy and settled on my Keurig. But um, I had this one coffee pot that was amazing, y'all. It, it did everything but make you a ham sandwich. I mean, it was amazing. You put your beans in at night, the night before, and it shot them over to the grinder, and it ground them, and it deposited them lovingly into the little basin there, and the water at the right temperature came down and caressed the beans and dripped into the perfect cup of coffee. It was amazing, but it sounded like a jet airplane taking off. And I woke up not only my family, but I think the neighbor's family. So, uh, so I was always going through coffee pots to find the perfect one. And so uh, a big old waste of money. <laughs> I mean, just a big old big old waste of money. I was always the one wanting to get the newest or the coolest whatever. Had to get the new phone and all of that mess. I've kind of, Hopefully I've settled down as I've gotten older. But I've always liked to, liked to buy, the, buy the cool stuff. So like I said, I was the spender. She was the saver. It's the way it works in most families. But you think of all that money I spent, what a waste it was if I had just saved it or been smart with it. Kind of like Mary today. I mean, what a waste of resources. I mean, Nard, I did some research on what Nard was. Nard was a certain type of perfume that came out of India. Now, they were in, uh, in, in, out, in Bethany, which is outside of Jerusalem, and the interstate didn't run from Bethany to uh, India. So getting in from here there was difficult. You couldn't FedEx it. There was no, you know, next day delivery back then. They took the grain that they raised in India and they, they, they squeezed it. They squeezed the, 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 the water out of the grain and took that water and added to it different aromas and different different spices and different things to give it the fragrant aroma. And then they congealed the, 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 the liquid that was squeezed out of, the, out of the, the, the grain along with all the things they added to it. And they, and they let this form a solid compound that they then uh, would ship out. And so it had to be taken from the grain to the to, to the aging of it. It took several months to make it. Uh, then they had to ship it through the Roman Empire all the way to Bethany. It was very expensive. It, it was a very, 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 very expensive perfume. And so what a lot of people did, you know how you can go to New York and buy the knockoff watches and purses? There's a lot of knockoff nard going around Bethany at the time, the equate version, I guess you could say. Uh, so... That was what a lot of people used, but this is not what Mary had. Mary had the real deal, Nard, that either she or her family had saved many, 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 many months, maybe even years, salaries for. It it would not be a hyperbolic statement to say that that perfume was the most expensive thing in her entire household. And she anoints Jesus' feet with it. was an act of worship for her her giving her very best to Jesus was her act of worship worship is an interesting thing we made a mistake in the life of the church to assign worship to simply one hour on Sundays worship is our lifestyle Worship is not only not only the voices we raise in worship, but the, the giving of flowers like we see over here uh, is an act of worship given by individuals each Sunday, and they're given an honor and are in or in memory of so many each week. So we pray that's an act of worship. Brett Baker last week talked about how his service is an act of worship. Suzanne shared with you how after all she went through that she couldn't help but give back as an act of. Of worship the way we give the way we live it is an act of worship giving is one of those things and I, y'all i guess i'll be very honest with you uh to uh to guest visitors sorry you came on the giving sunday <laughs> i promise come back next week i won't be talking about money again <laughs> but uh but yeah giving is part of what we're called to do as, as believers um it's one of the things that changes us. I heard somebody say three things will change you. The love of Jesus, the love of a good woman, and giving. And I believe that. I believe that as we give, as we give, it is an act of worship. And that's the thing, y'all, I want us to understand about our stewardship stuff. Our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service. These things are worship. They're not things we do to make God love us. There are things we do as a way to engage with God and receive His grace and receive His love and receive His, 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 His glory. We worship our giving, how we use all the resources God has given us. It's an act of worship. And, y'all, I hate talking about money. I do. I'm not going to lie to you about it. I hate it. I've had previous churches tell me I should talk more about it, and I just don't like it. But it's important. And by the way, the Stoddards do it. We tithe. We give 10% of what we make to the church. We're taking, we did, we've we done something risky. Finance may kick me out of the church with all this. We've been given, in your bulletin today is our, our financial card. Um, I don't want you to get, turn this in today. I want you to pray about it. We've, we've given you these little, these little tiles over the course of this month. We've given these to you to, uh, to be, as reminders to know that your story matters. And next week when we turn in our giving cards and and, and see where we're going to plug in and serve, um, we're going to take some tiles like this and make a cross out of it. It's going to be a beautiful reminder of um, our story and finding our story in the goodness of God and how it takes every one of us to, to, to paint the picture that God wants to paint. So I want you to go home and pray about this. If you pray about it and God tells you not to give, don't give. I want you to lay this for the feet of God. Say, Lord, what would you have me do? You lay it before him, and he says, don't give, then don't give. I'm going to trust the Spirit of God to move. And I'm going to trust that we do this not out of repetition. Not because it's what we always do, not because it's the way we're wired, but because it's an act of worship. It's an act of worship. And God deserves our worship, God deserves our worship I'm tired y'all I've had a long couple of days I'm, when I finish the benediction I'm getting right in my car and going back to McCombs so I've got a call from the doctor that I need to go check on my data today I'm tired I don't want to be here but it's not about me it's about the fact that when I, was at, when I was at my most unlovable. It's about the fact about the fact when I was at my lowest, when I was at my most unlovable, God loved me the most. And he is due my worship. It's not about me. I'm not that important. I'm really not. It's about the fact that God loves me. And all he asks in return is that I love him back with all that I am. It's not about you. It's not about the SBRC. It's not about the bishop. It's about the fact that God saved me. And all He asks in return is all of my life. And that life is found nowhere other than that in Jesus Christ. And He is due my worship, regardless of anything else in life, regardless of any hindrance regardless of any struggle, regardless of any trouble, regardless of anything, Jesus Christ is due my worship because he is a savior and he is a redeemer. He desires our worship. So our prayer, of course, this week, you'll pray. You'll see God's face. And if he tells you not to give, then don't give. We're challenging people to do what we call the power of 10, where uh, if you're not giving anything, give $10. If you're given, give $10 more. If you're close to a tithe, then go ahead and tithe. If you're tithe, then what more can you do? That's where my family and I are. How can we give more than our tithe? How can we give more of ourselves to God? How can we find our life more in God? Because it's life-changing. It's life-changing. Mary gave Jesus her very best when others thought she was foolish but she knew he was due it. She knew he was due her worship. The same Jesus that was due her worship is the same Jesus that is due our worship today. Today, we give our all to Jesus. And today, will we find our life in him completely? Let's pray.